we're, we're kind of jumping right in here. This is uh, this week's episode of Lancaster Connects. We're, we're totally counting on you, our watcher and listener, knowing who we are, what we do. <laughs> so I'm just going to go in. Yeah, I'm going to go into that for a little bit here. <laughs> Thanks for watching our show, Lancaster Connects, uh, the show about small business success and small charity success right here on Lancaster. We kind of talk about the story of David versus Goliath, the big versus small, the battle on Main Street. And we really, I was talking with our guest pre-show about the tear we're on highlighting local charities. I think, Ben, we're what? We agreed we're six weeks in. Yeah, no one ever since, which is, which ever is since great. the beginning of December, um, there's no shortage of charities and nonprofits to highlight. And, uh, you know, we'd like to have them all on. Yep. Yep. So uh, on that note, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, whether you're a small business or a charity, uh, go to LancasterConnects.com forward slash guest and fill out the form and we'll connect and uh, get you on the show at a future date. Uh, we do prizes here on the show, right, Ben? We do. Well, um, you know, people are already uh, competing to get those prizes. Anybody who comments on the show, good morning, Beth, or good afternoon, Beth. <laughs> we are recording this live. It is 2.05 uh, Monday afternoon. So any comments on this show get entered into the prize later. And the prize later is this magical thing that we show at the end of the episode where we pick one winner to win a $25 restaurant gift card to a local restaurant in Lancaster County. So comment, hit the love button, hit the like button. Love button helps us out more than the like button, according to uh, Zuckerberg world, Zucker world, right? Um, the metaverse. Um, but yeah, comment, comment away. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, give us some feedback. Talk about Aaron Zakers, our, our guest coming up. Um, but any comments get entered into the prize for a $25 restaurant gift card. That's right. And should you be uh, fortunate enough to win the prize, uh, when you come in to pick up your prize, you should pencil in an extra 15 minutes to kick back and relax in our wonderful massage chairs. Um, they are simply sublime. Uh, after a long uh, trip in the airplane this weekend, I got home, uh, driving home from Baltimore Airport and sat immediately in my chair at home. So they are amazing. We love them. We love our chair at home a whole lot. Um, I've actually had to devise a system to keep the cat out of sitting on the chair because the cat <laughs> likes the the cat likes the comforting cradle of the chair, just like it cradles your spine and then massages it. The cat doesn't get massages though; just sits in it, which I got you. which vexes me terribly. <laughs> what is your device to keep the cat out? Is it like a net? Uh, no, it's it's two of the shipping boxes that were part of the whole the whole packaging <laughs> that it came in. So they're kind of shaped like triangle. Tri I'm not sure how I'm making a triangle shape here for you on my screen, man, but it's it's like a triangle, and uh, I just kind of stack them. And the cat's afraid of the boxes, so the cat doesn't jump on the chair. There you go. Whatever yeah, works. It works. It works. Now, keeps, now keeps I, do the do the boys. Get in there. I mean, are the boys allowed oh, yeah. in there? Is that okay? Right. Okay. Yeah, they get. Yeah, they use it. Sometimes I have Good. to boot them out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Yep. So Ben, your weekend was pretty boring. Uh, it kind of was. It kind of was. You know, just hung out at the house, did some things around the house. You know, kind of got caught up. Um, you know, played some games with the other kid who wasn't in quarantine. Um, you know, had some snow cleanup. What, what day was that? Was that Friday morning, Saturday morning? I don't know. The days, the days are all like blended together. I, I, I at least know it's Monday and I was, I was able to make it here. So that's, that's good. Um, but no, I didn't do a whole lot of anything. It was kind of a boring weekend, but you know, sometimes you, you kind of need those, um, relax a little bit. So yeah, I dodged, uh, I dodged the snow. I've been good about that, about the first snows for a couple of years, yeah. a couple of times. I know. I remember Ben and I were on an airplane. We were the last <laughs> flight out of Baltimore to Las Vegas. Like literally the snow storm was biting at the tail end of the jet. Everybody yeah. had gone home and we're like, let's get this plane rolling. And uh, we were the last flight out in like, the state of Maryland and Pennsylvania shut down for a couple of days. That was, that was, uh, the, the, I think the snowstorm that there was like 24 inches of snow and <laughs> we're in, we're flying towards the desert. <laughs> <Adios>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shovels are oh, over there. Man. 
Yeah. Salt yeah. over there. Yep. That is right, uh, Mr. Camp or Mrs. Camp or J.M. Camp. Yep. yep. Uh, we do sell those chairs at Gardner's and we'll let you demo them. You can come on in, try it out for 15 minutes. They really are truly incredible, incredible chairs. We, and, you know, we've dabbled in this offering a number of times, uh, but hands down the quality uh, of the, of these chairs is just really incredible. So suggest you come on in, try them out. Yeah. Beth actually on the chat here gave them four hearts. She well, said, you know OMG, there you go. Yeah, they they yeah. he knows without even trying them. Yeah, and you know they're good. You know they're good. But yeah, so this airplane ride, I was down in Texas for a a business leadership networking event with other peers, and was very good about how I the stuff I bring back to help lead the team here. Got to meet uh, the fittest man in the NFL at one point, Steve Weatherford, who was a punter. A number of teams, notably the Giants. So being the consummate Eagles fan. I had to, you know, do what Eagles fans do, uh, but did thank him for, he was on the team that beat Brady in 2012, came back, you know, on the the wild card, eight and eight New York Giants team. And was that the back uh, and he, helmet catch year? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm, that could have been. No, <laughs> punters don't usually catch footballs, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Baseball, but um <laughs> But he was like he was he was doing such a good job. Like they were saying, he could have been the MVP of the game uh, oh, the wow. way he was pinning the Patriots back time after time. But uh, but yeah, really cool, really cool dude. Got to wear a Super Bowl ring for a little photo, and uh, that was pretty neat. Um, and I uh, you flew yeah, just home uh, Southwest home first class. Southwest first class. Yeah, I've got a whole Southwest system. So <laughs> hit me up if you want tips on flying Southwest people. I know how to work it. I know, I, mean, I know all their lingo. I know how to ask the ticket agents. I even know the phrases when they're stressed out, how to make them happy. So <laughs> I've got it. I've got that system like worked out. Time. Yep. I, I get, I get people who I don't know to partake in my shenanigans to achieve Southwest first class. I can, I can give you all the tips. It, so, it, it's, yep. all, it's all good as long as you're not knocking kids over with your luggage in line, right? <laughs> right, right. I'm checking the clock for our tomfoolery moments. Should I tell the story? We have a, we have a, we have. By my count, we have a minute or two to tell the story. Should I share it? Uh, please. <laughs> so there I am with uh, Steve Weatherford on the screen, who is like, you know, I, I've been I've been painstakingly. Uh, working in fits and spurts on focusing on diet and exercise. And so me standing next to him doesn't make me feel any better, but it does challenge me to look better. <laughs> that man has legs for arms. My goodness. I think somebody commented like he skipped leg day and I, I just <laughs> didn't even acknowledge it because like, if you just look on the guy's Instagram, I mean, his, you know, the guy's just, he is very, very in shape. The wow. title of, fittest dude in the NFL uh, is is uh, very appropriate. Yep. Yeah, very appropriate. So anyway, yeah, I knock kids out with luggage. So Ben and I are, uh, there we go, Southwest first class right there. Um, so Ben and I are in the airport traveling. I think it was the trip where we almost got snowed out. It could have uh, been. It could have, yeah. It was, it was no doubt on the way to Las Vegas. So my suitcase which sadly I've had this suitcase for 15 years or so. It served me well. I think it's on its last trip. I have one more zipper pole that's attached. All the other poles are gone. This same suitcase, we're, we're, we're just through security and it, and it has a propensity to tip over because when it's full. Tip forward. <laughs> tip forward, yeah. So it's sitting there like this at the end of the line. And this cute little kid comes trotting along doing cute little kid things. And the, and the suitcase just does this slow and then <laughs> wipes the kid out. Knocked um, him right over. Knocked him right over. Yeah. He was Here fine. we are he was, talking he was about good. knocking kids over. Our guests are like leaving. I hope they're still backstage. <laughs> the kid was uh, fine. No kids were the hard. The child was fine. Uh, the child was fine. I think I went to the little food snack gift store and bought a stuffed toy and uh, all was good. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a moment. I've had many moments yeah, yeah, in the yeah. air. So at any rate, 
I think that's an. I think the schedule for tomfoolery from Ben and Jeff is now over. So if you want, if you like this, if you're down with our hijinks, you can catch the show on YouTube, on Facebook, on the Gardeners channels, on the Lancaster Connect channels, on those platforms. Uh, we're like everywhere. We you can even get us on your smart TV because you can bring us up on YouTube on there, which is pretty cool. But if you just want the straight shot, you just go to LancasterConnects.com forward slash episodes. You'll get this episode and all the past episodes. So pretty simple. Pretty simple easy, stuff. Easy. Next week, we've got Rod Redkay from Real Life Community Services coming up. But right now, Ben, why don't you uh, introduce our guests? So no secret, we said it earlier. Uh, we've got Aaron Akers on the show. Uh, we'd like to welcome Risa Paskoff and Kate Mullen. Uh, Risa is the executive director of Aaron's Acres, and Kate is the director of development and community relations at Aaron's Acres. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <clears throat> Hi, thanks for having us. I didn't scare you off with knocking down kids, did I? <laughs> we were thinking of leaving, but we figured we should stay. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I, 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 it's not like a habitual thing. It's just, it's, it's just happened. one of those things. Like it, you saw it happening, and. Oh no, it's gonna happen. Yep, nothing there. you can do at that point. <laughs> and just you know, just head over feet, wiped out. So, right, right. Well, listen, uh, ladies, we are excited to share all the great work that you're doing to deliver amazing experiences at the camps uh, that you hold for both kids and adults with disabilities. So uh, we'll bring you back on here momentarily. Got to pay the bills a little bit, as we like to say, and we'll have you back on. Great, thank you. All right. Should I do a testimonial? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was reviewing. I put a little, put a little uh, challenge out to our team to get more of them because that's, they're creeping up. We're coming up on three hundred five star reviews, and of course, our handwritten ones, which we fill books with, are great. We got more of those this week that came in in the mail. So you can see all of our reviews at the site there on your screen, gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash reviews. But Ben, go ahead and read. Your testimonial. Yeah, this this came in from a customer from last week. His name is Scott. Um, would highly recommend Gardeners. Just had her mattress delivered, and the entire experience was fantastic. The showroom was indeed very low pressure, referencing the fact that he had that inclination when he came in. Uh, so our his experience with us confirmed that. So it was indeed low pressure, but extremely helpful. Uh, Andy was knowledgeable and was able to guide us through the various options and help us select a new mattress. The mattress we chose was in stock, which is uh, the one thing I want to highlight as part of this testimonial, and a delivery slot was available the next day. The team that delivered the mattress and removed the old one was also very friendly and super careful. Truly a great experience end to end. I don't think we could have written it any better, <laughs> Jeff, um, but uh, Scott, thank you for your business and your experience. Was this the one I wrote? No, just kidding. Yeah, right, right. So it takes a lot of time, uh, you know, writing out all those right. those five star reviews. No, um, you know, uh, we don't have all the all of our mattresses in stock, but we have a good number of mattresses in stock. In fact, more than we've ever had in our history. We have a whole trailer, new trailer attached to our warehouse, fifty three foot trailer, filled with mattresses that are now in stock and ready to deliver. And while we can't always deliver the next day, in fact, this case we had a cancellation that happened in the morning. Uh, you know, for the next day. And we were able to fill that slot with the sale that happened later that afternoon. And there we go. Um, doesn't always happen that way, but we'll do our best to get uh, any uh, mattress sold out as quickly as we can. So, um, you know, we, we can do quick deliveries for guest bedrooms and of course, master bedrooms, which this was for Scott. So again, thanks Scott for your business and keep passing our, passing our word along. Yep. Very good. And um, please remember to, uh, post your comments here in uh, in Facebook or on YouTube, wherever you're watching in those channels. That'll get you in to the $25 restaurant gift card drawing that will fire up with the prize later at the end of the show. I mean, and seriously, if you're not for Team Jeff, I mean, are you really even <laughs> watching a podcast? I didn't. I didn't bother to come there today, so <laughs> have to be Team Jeff today. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I don't, no, you can vote for Ben. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> if you like being second. Uh, so my sleep better tip, 
comes from this, not in the Sleep Better book. I'm thinking maybe it's time to update this, but uh, all the same, still chock full of amazing uh, Sleep Better tips. So you can get your own copy, gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sleep dash better is the site to go to. But the tip I have is appropriate for me coming off of my travel schedule. I actually have a lot of travel in the upcoming weeks. Um, uh, so keeping the same time you wake up and go to bed is tremendously beneficial. But you might not know that sleeping in one hour past what you would normally uh, count as your wake-up time equals three hours of jet lag. So it's it's literally like flying out to the West Coast. If you normally get up at six, but you decide to sleep in until seven or seven and you decide to sleep in until eight, that's e equivalent to three hours of kind of jet lag on your mind. So, and that's for every one hour. So if you decide to really sleep in like on a Saturday morning, you're really throwing yourself way off. So developing a healthy sleep routine, going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time is really, really important. Uh, really helps. I know when I travel, it always takes me, um, if it's a long trip, it takes me a little while to get into the right routine of waking up at the right time in whatever new time zone I'm in. But on the short ones, I just, you know, uh, this one was central time. So I just getting up an hour earlier. Um, cause I find it's just easier to stay on that schedule, but you'll establish that body clock and you will, uh, you will sleep far more healthier, feel far more refreshed. All right. So that is the sleep better tip. If you want more great tips like that, go to gardenersmattressandmore.com forward slash sleep dash better. And we'll get you your own copy of sleep better mailed out in the mail. Well done. You know, that that's one that I should do a better job with. I, I'm, you know, I get enough sleep, but I'm all over the map for bedtime and it's, it's more wake up time. So I'm I go to bed pretty much at the same time, but mornings, I don't know. Sometimes it's early, sometimes it's later, but, and then I wonder why I feel tired. Right, Jeff? Well, we had to drag him out of bed for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just Almost kidding. didn't make it. That's right. All let's right. Bring well, let's bring our guest back on. Let's bring, yeah, let's bring our guest back on. Hi, Kate. Hi, Risa. Welcome back. Hi. Thank Hi. you. What time do you ladies get up in the morning? I get up at 20 to 5, and I'm at the gym at that, 5. Yes. Good for you. <laughs> She's the morning person. <laughs> I'm a morning person. Yep. Yeah, I have two young girls, so I'm usually up uh, between 6, 6.30, but I'm not going to the gym at that time. So I'm just trying to get everyone together and out the door. <laughs> well, good for you for uh, hitting the gym early. Are there many people there where you go at that time? There are. When I'm, I'm getting there and I look at everyone, I go, we're all a bunch of sickos that were up at 5 o'clock waiting for them to open up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good. No, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, good no. for you. It works. So let's uh, let's kind of jump right in. So, uh, who wants to take the first question? I'll take the first question. All right. So, share with everybody watching who doesn't know. We had a lot of fans of Aaron's Acres, but for those that don't know or may learn listening to this later, how and why uh, did Aaron Acres did Aaron's Acres begin? So it started in 1998 by a group of parents who had children, their children at that point were ages five to nine, and they couldn't find a camp program um, in Lancaster County that they felt was right for their kids. So I want you to picture a child who has a seizure disorder or a child who has a feeding tube, a child who uses um, a wheelchair, a child who's uh, nine or you know nine years old and still in diapers. Um, a typical camp program is not going to be able to accommodate that, that, that child. So Aaron Dickers was founded by a group of parents who said, we want a camp experience. And that first summer, we started with um, 11 children, and it was a half-day program. Um, but it was meeting a need that was clearly um, voiced by parents who were raising their kids um, who had disabilities. So the, the effort focuses specifically on children and young adults with disability. Um, what what other types of disabilities you mentioned you mentioned some what what other types um, do you serve so let me just clarify so we started with five to nine year olds and now we're up to five to 21 year olds um, and we have never turned away a child with any disability and we never want a parent to call and say I'll tell you about my child and then will you tell me if you're going to take him we always say we're going to take your child 
but we just need to know what your child's needs are and really explore that and make sure that we can accommodate that child. Um, so we have children who are diagnosed with autism that are very high functioning and can be independent in some skills, but then they need the help with communication and socialization. But we also um, accept children who have the disability where they need hand-over-hand assistance in everything. They're nonverbal. They use a wheelchair. Um, and their cognitive ability is impaired. Um, so again, we, we take everyone. And, and the way that we can take everyone is we have um, professional staff um, that are have the experience of working with kids with disabilities. Usually um, special ed teachers are our supervisory staff, but we also have nurses. The nurses really allow us to take that child who has a seizure disorder. So many parents will say, I'm sending my child to your camp, but I know my child has a seizure disorder, so I have to stay at camp. And we always say, no, we don't want to see your face. We want you to go and relax. And we, we can take care of it because we have that nurse. We also have a staff-to-child ratio of one-on-one -on -one or one-to-two. So oh, we, have wow. kids that are, we have kids that run. And a parent says, you're outdoors. I am so nervous. My kid is going to run. And what happens? And we always say that person, the staff person is going to get a great workout that day because they're going to be with that child. So we pair up the children based on their needs. Our program director does a, a, an intake with each new family to say, wow. what does your child need? And then here's what we can do to accommodate that need. So the kids that come to us, you know, we have kids with autism, Down syndrome, epilepsy, spina bifida, cerebral palsy, um, brittle bone disease. We've had a child on a respirator. Again, um, our thinking is we can take everyone because of the staff and because of the ratio. Uh, Risa, because of that staff coverage that you have, that one-on-one -on -one or, or, you know, one-on-two, so to say, um, in the fact that parents can get a break and, and, and the child or young adult is also with somebody new, do you feel there's a different dynamic in the camp experience be, because of that, I'm going to say, positive separation? Oh, clearly. Is that, no is that the right way to put it, positive separation? <laughs> Sounds bad, yes. but... No, it, the separation, we're very aware that for parents, it's sometimes this is the only place that they're separated from their child except for school. Right. So for the parent, that's a really hard thing for them to just say, I'm going to leave my child. And for the child, some children, it takes a little while for them to transition. But because of that one-on-one, -on -one, we can go slowly. We don't have to tell the group, okay, we got to all wait because Johnny's having a hard time. The group can go ahead and do the activity and then the counselor can say to Johnny, let's go for a walk. Or the parents fill out an application and, and talk about what the child likes and what the child doesn't like. We had a, a buddy one year. Our buddies are 14 to 17-year-old volunteers. And they're just there as positive role models. But he found out that his camper liked um, Ninja Turtles. He didn't know anything about Ninja Turtles. So the buddy did all this research and greeted him the first morning talking about Ninja Turtles. Um, so we really can meet each child individually and, and go at that child's pace. That's really great. Uh, one of our, um, she shared it with me privately on email, but she currently works for Lancaster newspaper. Uh, she said to say hello. Um, I, I'll, I'll connect after the fact, but she had nothing but great experiences to share about Aaron's acres and really enjoyed her time volunteering there. I think as a buddy, um, because she related those same age groups. Um, so just to follow up on that, like, you know, so do you feel that you see your campers get, like, do you see like an elevated experience when they're able to go kind of on their own in a new experience, a new day at camp without, not that I'm trying to push mom and dad out, because it sounds like that, but I'm not. But like, do you, do you see that that's a growth moment and opportunity for them? Because I think it's very cool if, if, if that's happening. Yeah. Kate, do you want to tell the story um, about the girl on the horse? Yeah. Um, we had one young lady um, who um, is one of our older campers, but um, we, as part of our camp program, we take field trips. And this was a trip to Greystone Therapeutic Riding Stables. And she was really afraid. She was really scared to even get off the bus once we got to the stables and kind of go inside to where the horses were. She was just really nervous about the horses and, um, you know, just thinking about getting on the horse was really making her nervous. So it took her even a little while to get into the stables where the horses were. 
Um, our, our team, our staff was working kind of to help her feel more comfortable. Um, they kind of got her to come inside and then eventually got her up, you know, the ramp um, that you go up to, to to mount the horse. They brought the horse over uh, and they were able to get her up on the horse with the help of the Greystone team too. Um, and they just took their time and slowly started the horse walking and they had her count the steps that the horse was taking and they started slow, slow and kind of, you know, got a little faster and went all the way around the, the stable, the circle and got to the end and that we were taking her picture and she said, had this big smile for the picture and said she wanted to go do it again. Um, and then afterwards, she told her mom that she wanted to take riding lessons. Um, so I think that is a, a perfect example of kind of that pushing beyond what our kids think that they can do or what, you know, what they're used to doing. We offer a lot of new experiences for kids uh, with disabilities, things that they don't typically have the chance to do. Um, and so I think that independence and, you know, that taking those steps um, to kind of get beyond fears or, or, or push limits um, is really something we offer our kids. So I think that just like you said, it's so important and it's so cool to see that. Yeah. What are the types of camps you, you mentioned some of the experiences? What What are the types of camps that you offer and experiences that you offer? Yeah. So um, like I mentioned, that's uh, the trip to the, the horse stables is one thing we do with our campers. Um, over the summer, we offer six weeks of programming, um, two, two week sessions and families can choose whether they want to do a half day or a full day program. Um, and as part of the program um, for some of the older older kids, um, they have the chance to take part in our acts of kindness program. Um, and so that offers them the chance to go out into the community to other nonprofits um, and other business locations and, um, and give back, um, which is something really cool. Uh, you know, often our kids are receiving help. Um, so this is such a neat opportunity for them to be able to give back and help other people. Um, we've heard from families that their kids just get so excited about, you know, having that chance to, to help somebody else, um, to get up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to camp today and I get to help somebody. Um, it's just such a rewarding experience for them. So we have that piece of our program too during the summer. Um, and then we do have a school year program, which we're in the midst of now. Um, and that runs until May. And that's a monthly program. Um, so the younger uh, kids up to age 12, so ages 5 through 12, um, they meet at Millersville University once a month and do crafts and games and activities together, have, have pizza, that kind of thing. Um, and then our older um, group, um, they go out into the community and get to take field trips. They go to um, Hershey Park and do a corn maze, uh, go bowling, things like that. So it just offers them the opportunity to have um, those outings and have that social interaction. Um, and then really through the course of, of COVID, we developed an online virtual program as well. Um, so that was held back, you know, in um, the summer of 2020 is where, when we kicked that off. Um, and we were really just so thrilled to be able to adapt our programs in that way to meet our families where they were. A lot of our families really had trouble, you know, through COVID. Uh, it was really difficult, obviously a stressful time for everyone, but for a family with a child with disabilities who often needs help 24 seven, for them to be trying to juggle things at home with work, working from home, uh, it was just a lot. So we were able to offer some um, programming and resources for, for our families online too. Um, so we were really excited to be able to, to add that kind of piece to our programs. Um, and uh, we do have things for families too. We do have programs for parents. Uh, we give them a chance to just kind of de-stress and relax with like a yoga session or a massage, something like that. We've offered um, over the course of the years um, while their kids are at camp, they have the chance to come and do something for themselves and just have the chance to talk and connect, um, you know, between themselves and share share stories, share resources, ask questions of each other as fellow parents of, of kids with disabilities. And we offer educational sessions too for families um, on financial planning, um, you know, uh, resources on how to navigate the school system, um, things like that. So that's a huge piece of what we do too. It's pretty incredible all that you offer. <laughs> so you, I mean, yeah, you touched on the fact that you know, in the summer of 2020, you still affected your efforts, your you know, your your experiences, albeit virtually. I'm kind of thinking like once March, early April came around, you kind of had to figure that out pretty quick, right? Because 
I, yeah. I, I can't imagine that you just decided, okay, well, May 15th here, we're still kind of in the throes of this thing. What are we going to do? So you, I'm guessing you pretty much realized back in March, is that a fair or pretty early on that you had to do something different? So in March, we realized that we did have to do something very different. Um, and of course, at first we were really um, upset um, and we cried and, and we're really sad. And then we just said, what I, I told the team was take the rest of the week. It was a Wednesday and we decided that day that we were going to do it. I said, take the rest of the week, do whatever you need to do. Um, you don't have to work. Just take care of yourself. And Monday morning, we got to get going. Um, and Monday morning, we met as a team virtually and started planning. And we said, we've got to do this. Like Kate said, so many of our families were struggling. Um, and we knew we had to do something, but we never did it. Just like, you know, we, none of us did virtual programming. And whenever we came up with an idea, we said, we're going to give it a try. And, and our mantra was, at least we're trying something. And we were very, very pleased. We had about 50 kids on a screen. And for some of our kids to be on the screen, you know, we thought it wouldn't work. And what was very funny was we're on the screen and I was on the screen with the program director. And we see this boy doing all these arts and crafts activities. And I'm chatting with the program director, Elaine Burnett. And I said, he doesn't do the, the activities when he's at camp. What, what the heck, you know? <laughs> but, you know, for him, it wasn't hot. He was sensitive to the heat. Oh. And there wasn't a lot of stimulation. But we're like cracking up because he used to give us a headache at camp. Like, come on, you got to do the craft. And he wouldn't want to do it. So it was neat because some kids did better. Uh, it was easier for them to participate. Oh, the other thing is parents were participating with the kids. If we did a yoga or a Zumba class or exercise, the parents were doing it also, which was very cool. Um, cause at camp, you know, we do want the kids to have their own experience and the parents don't get to see them even, you know, my dream is to have a one-way mirror outside so the parents can see the kids doing the activities. Um, but this way they could participate together. So it really, it forced us to think outside the box. Um, but it, it really ended up being, you know, very positive for us, um, given the restrictions. Yeah. Do you still have aspects of what you accomplished summer of 2020 in play today and some of the programming that you offer? We are not doing any virtual programming right now. Um, down the road, we've talked about possibly um, doing some type of virtual programming and reaching groups where maybe outside of Lancaster County or outside of Pennsylvania. Unfortunately, you know, across this, the country, there are places where people with disabilities, as they get older, um, the programs really become very limited. So, you know, maybe we would explore that, you know, as we, um, as we grow. We do have some of the recordings of some of the, you know, the specials that we did with music and fitness, that kind of thing. We do have some of those recordings that, you know, we shared out and just had available for families. And so those are That's still true. available yeah. um, for people to kind of just participate in if they'd like to have something extra to do. So we have those out right. there. Thank too. you. Yeah. So you. You mentioned some other resources around the state. Um, are, are there other resources like Aaron's Acres and Lancaster, other uh, organizations that you coordinate with uh, and collaborate with? Um, and we do have some partners that we work with to provide, like I just said, kind of the for the music therapy piece and for our fitness piece. Um, but, you know, and there are some other organizations locally that provide services for people with disabilities, but we really feel like what makes us unique is Kind of what Risa was talking about earlier, the fact that we have that one-on-one -on -one or one-to-two ratio of our staff to, to participant, um, that we can be there one-on-one -on -one with, with the kids and help them with whatever their needs are, and that we are very person-centered. We train our staff specifically to be working with um, you know, the child that they're assigned to work with um, and work with the family to understand what the needs of the child are. So um, I think those things make us very different. Um, and we really offer the opportunity for our staff members to gain experience in the fields of special education or occupational therapies, um, you know, physical therapy. Um, and I think that's unique too. Uh, we have kind of the professional supervisory staff and then um, often the staff that are under them are students, um, undergraduate students who are studying in those areas. And then they're offered that chance to get that one-on-one -on -one uh, time with the kids and get that hands-on experience, which is just so valuable. So I think that is kind of a unique piece of our program too. So you had um, you shared a, a success story, a happy story of the the young little girl that that did the horseback riding. Is there 
any other success stories that you could share for those watching? I mean, maybe related to uh, some of the photos that we've been showing, but you know, whatever happy stories you've got, I'm sure our watchers would love to hear them. Kate, do you want to tell about the two girls and then I'll share a few? Yeah, I think the one picture that was up, was that Risa? Was that them? I, I think, think it, the one yeah, picture that was I think up it was, was them. Yeah. The two young girls that were sitting next to each other um, just wanted to share their story. Um, they're friends that met through our program and they've become best friends. And um, I wanted to share their story because um, our, our programs really offer the chance. Yeah, there they are. Um, our programs really offer the chance for kids to have our kids um, with disabilities to have the same experiences that kind of every other kid gets to have. Um, but it's harder for them. It's harder for them to find that peer group, um, kids that are going through the same things that they're going through that have the same experiences on a daily basis and find those families that get it too. Um, so these girls were able to have their first sleepover experience together. Um, one of the moms got the matching shirts um, and they've just been able to form this bond and have this kind of best friend experience that, uh, you know, they just haven't been able to have before. Um, and I think that's just so special. I know having two girls of my own, I, I know the importance of that. And I know the importance of having those, those friendships. So uh, I just think that's a really cool, cool story to share. Yeah, the other, uh, I have two stories. One was, um, there was a young boy who was verbal, but he rarely spoke. He he would say one or two words and he didn't like anyone holding his hand, including his parents. And mom drops him off at camp. It's his first summer. And the staff is coming back from their day of camp and bringing them to the parents on the second day. And the mom looks up and sees the staff person holding the, the, her child's hand. And they're talking and they're having a conversation. It's not just one word, back and forth. And the kid is enjoying having that handheld. And the mom said, I never thought I would see my son um, interact that way and be so happy. Um, and the other story, the parents said to me, um, you know, during the time that my kid's at camp for two weeks, he's so happy and he gets up in the morning. I don't fight with him. I don't tell him to brush his teeth. I don't tell him to get dressed, eat breakfast. He's so happy. And he, she said, but the rest of the year, he's miserable. And I remember hearing that and it hit me because I don't have children with disabilities. But if my kid was unhappy about anything, it affected my mental health that day, even if it was a tiny thing. And this parent said, for the rest of the year, my child's miserable. But at camp, he's happy. He feels mm -hmm. accepted and he feels loved. So it, it's really special when we feel like we are having that kind of an impact. I do have a little um, snippet that I wanted to share if I can read a little bit, if you'll excuse me to read that. So a parent sends us this email on the last day of camp. We knew the parent really liked the camp. The kid loved the camp. We loved the family. And the mom writes in the subject line, your staff don't get it. So my, <clears throat> before my program director and I read beyond that, we were both like ready to throw up because we were like, oh my God, our staff don't get it. What are we talking about? So she wrote, they don't understand how they affect the self-esteem of a bubbly, outgoing 16-year-old girl who yearns to play with other kids her age, <clears throat> but not many other girls she knows likes to sit down to every episode of Disney and Nick Jr. shows. So when she comes to camp and other kids are watching those episodes on their iPads or singing the songs, she feels as though she belongs. And when your buddies and counselors treat her as though they've been her friend for all their lives, it puts a bounce in her step that carries her for the entire summer. They don't understand that she sees and hears other kids her age playing and swimming together at our local pool and wants desperately to join them. So she swims over and says, hi. Usually she's greeted with a very awkward, oh, hi. And then they swim or back away from her or she just gets laughed at after they swim away. So the buddies and counselors who not only swim with her, but let her climb on their shoulders even if she has about 60 pounds on them, make more than her day. They don't understand that when parents see the wave of yellow, and the wave of yellow is all our staff wear yellow t-shirts. And when parents see the wave of yellow coming toward them at the beginning and the end of the day, they can know there truly is a reason to believe in angels. Thank you for what you do. Um, so... <laughs> when we read the email after we realized it was a positive and she was just teasing us about our staff don't get it, I went over to the mom and I said, you made everybody at staff, because then I read it to the staff, Elaine, our program director read it. 
And we said that you made everybody with the staff cry and your child can't come to camp anymore, you know, and we joked. Um, but those kind of things. And again, I think of like me raising my kids. Um, I took so much for granted. And for these parents, parents will say, your staff's happy to see my kid. I, I can't imagine dropping my child off at any program and feeling that they're not happy to see my kid. Um, so, you know, if, and our staff really is what makes the program. This is, they, they give, they give 200%. Um, yes, they get paid, but they're not going to be millionaires with this pay. Um, and they just want to make sure that every kid has a successful, positive experience over the summer. That's an amazing testimonial. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. You know, you know, listening to it as you read it, the, the thing, the reason why Ben and I, why we do this show is, is to really introduce what you just shared. You know, and and hopefully everybody listening and watching can can empathize and understand that the more connection we have here in our community, the more we can take our treasure, our talents, and our time to help our neighbor in whatever way that might be, even if it's small, it's important. And what you just shared is very cool. The video we were that we had playing was there sound there that we wanted to that we wanted to share and hear. Um, they're just singing some camp songs. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Did you want um, us to play that? Or I, I'm kind of catching our producer Chris at left field. Of, I'm not sure if we're if we're good for that. Um, but we I don't mind sharing it. What I would like to share, though, if it's okay with you, is our plans for for the future. So absolutely. Um, so right now we serve, like I said, five to 21, um, but our, we get very close with our families and then the families say, what happens when my child turns 22? And we've had to say, you know, our camp ends and our school year program ends. And I remember one summer there was a boy, a young man who was in a wheelchair and it was his last day and he'd been coming for at least, you know, 13 years and he was nonverbal, but understood everything. And his mom is talking to the staff and she says, I can't believe today's the last day. So she started crying and the staff started crying. <clears throat> and the boy, the young man, puts his hands on the, the armchair, the arm of the wheelchair. Like, I'm not moving this wheelchair and letting us know he didn't want to leave. And that really hit our staff. Um, and as we talked to parents, um, we heard that one parent said to us, um, and this is painful, she said, my kid graduates from high school and for children who have disabilities, they can go through 21. But she said the bus stops coming and families fall off the cliff. And social, social programs, recreational programs for young adults um, are not as common. Their socialization with each other, their peers, they form all these relationships. It doesn't continue. So our dream is that we are looking to have a permanent home. Right now, we rent an office space at Greenfield. We have storage in another location, our camp. Um, this coming summer is going to be at New Holland Community Pool and Park. Uh, we want to have our own place. And we our plan is that we will expand to age 30 and create meaningful programs during the day, during the week for young adults, 22 and 30, and continue to expand the programs for the 5 to 21. Parents will say, my young adult is home and doesn't have a purpose. And again, I think about my own kids. They're older now and they do have a purpose. And for a young person who's interacting and in school and having friends and then has nothing, um, that, that's really hard. So what we want to do is have ongoing classes, like what Kate mentioned, the Acts of Kindness program, to do some more community service projects with this group. Um, we would like to have a social enterprise where possibly a bakery or some kind of a, um, a cafe and have our young people run that. Um, we want to have a farm area so that we can grow vegetables, herbs, and flowers and have these young people be part of every part of that process. Um, we hope to have an inclusive community so that we can have other organizations join us for collaborative opportunities. Um, we really want to make sure that people of all abilities and disabilities have purposeful lives. And there's no question that people with disabilities can have purposeful lives. Maybe we have to be a little creative and maybe we have to just think outside the box. Um, but our plan is to do this. So we are looking for property. Um, and we're hoping that this year we will be kicking off a capital campaign. That is just tremendous. So, I mean, it, sound, it sounds to me like you need something 
you know, centrally located, but yet also with some space for the gardening aspect of things that you shared, um, probably would have to work through the zoning and stuff. But yeah, again, if you're, if you're watching this, please put this episode in the back of your brain and like kind of move it to the middle. Like don't, don't let, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, seriously, this, this is where you, your connections listening really can make things happen and you can reach out to Ben and I, we can make a connection. You can reach out obviously to Aaron's acres directly. Um, but this is, I mean, we just we just made a connection last week with volunteers uh, to what uh, Lancaster City Alliance is doing. But this is where, you know, if, if you're a commercial uh, real estate broker and you know somebody's got a parcel of land that they've been thinking about splitting off, this is how it comes to be. This is why we do this show. Um, and it would just like send me to the moon and I know Ben as well if, if like we had a little itty bitty part of having somebody make a connection because that's all we hope for with this show. And, and just to put in a little plug, it doesn't just have to be a parcel of land. If it's a building, if you think of a school or a church, we're looking for about fourteen to 16,000 square feet and around four to six acres. But if there's an already existing building with land, um, we, we are very much open to that. Very good. I mean, sounds like you've put a lot of intentional thought behind behind it to this point. I mean, obviously, if you're coming out with a, a capital um, capital raise campaign, you you would have thought of that. So that's very good, very smart. Um, but I wish you nothing but success with that. That sounds just amazing. I know I, I've, I've seen it. Our neighbor where we live, uh, their son has autism. I know they've really had to advocate hard, which I think is the most diplomatic way to say they've had to get involved with the legalities with our local school district for their child, which is unfortunately a reality for most families. Is that is that fair? Parents have said to us, it's harder sometimes to deal with negotiating the system in the community and, you know, besides raising a child who has some challenges. Yeah. It's figuring out the system and how to get the services and knowing what services are out there. Yeah. And I know talking with them, they've, they've kind of touched on the same thing. Like, you know, cause I've asked, well, what happens with your son when he's, when he's done with high school? And they say, well, that's, that's on us to figure that out. And it's, it's going to be a combination of things. Um, so it's really great that you're looking not only to bolster for the younger subset, but for that, that set where there is a big need. Cause I'm sure that's going to be a massive hole to fill, but it looks like you got it. You got a good idea of what you want to do, which is just fantastic. Really, thank really you. is. Well, yeah. And thank you. And thank you for talking about the importance of connections in the community. I mean, we just have been around for about 23, almost 24 years. And we have certainly seen that that is really the case. You know, we've only been, able to provide, you know, the services that we're able to provide because of the support of our community um, and because of all the connections and relationships that we have. So um, I think what you said is just so true that, you know, it's, it is all about helping each other and and the connections that we share um, where we live. So we just wanted to say thank you while we're here to everyone that has supported us and um, just, we're just so grateful. Yeah. You know, talking about that support, um, if our listeners wanted to financially uh, help or uh, support or even provide their time, maybe being a buddy or or a volunteer with Aaron Dakers. What opportunities do they have? Where where can they go to donate and how can they help? Yeah, so um, really all the information pretty much is on our website. So AaronZakers.org, which I know you guys have been sharing throughout the show. So that's awesome. Um, yes, definitely. We have um, our applications are open for our summer camp program. If anyone is interested in that for um, their child, um, or if they'd like to work with us as a staff person or a buddy volunteer or um, a nurse. Um, and we also have our wish list up there on the website if anyone is interested in helping with a donation of, of items, supplies. Um, we would love that. And of course, if they were, are interested in donating financially, there's a link also there to do that. Um, and, you know, we have lots of things coming up. We have um, a golf outing in May, May 16th, I believe. Uh, it's a Monday out at Bent Creek. Um, so there are sponsorship opportunities and golf 
golfer opportunities um, and volunteer opportunities with that. Um, and we have things that come up through the year too. Um, so we have a spot to sign up for our newsletter if, they, if people would like to hear from us and be able to connect um, in the future and hear what we're up to. Um, there's a spot for that too on the website. So yeah, I, I would say just kind of check us out on there. And um, Risa and I, you know, our information's up there too, and we'd love to hear from anyone. Uh, as you were, as our producer was scrolling the website. Um, one thing that you could do right now, if you're, if you're watching this at work, hopefully you're doing some work too, but I get it. <laughs> uh, no judgment. Um, or later tonight, go, go to your, uh, uh, computer. And if you haven't done this already with your Amazon account, um, hit up Aaron's acres. It looks like you're a smile participant. So Amazon will, Amazon yeah. will donate, um, donate money, uh, from your purchases, uh, you just uh, follow the link there on their site. So if you're not aware, this is a great way to give back without even really thinking about it. They'll take a uh, they'll take a percentage of whatever you buy through your Amazon account and, and donate it to uh, Aaron's Acres. Um, so that's one of those things you can literally set and forget it. And uh, just as long as you remember to bookmark it in whatever devices you go to, it'll work each and every time. So that's that's one of the easiest. Yeah, ways that you can help, uh, which everybody could if you're not already uh, using that function or that ability to give back. Um, just as we wrap up, I'm sure the one thing that your volunteers get, um, especially your teaching type volunteers, your occupational therapist type volunteers, would it be fair to say they love the fact that it's one-on-one or one-on-two as opposed to you know, if you're if you're teaching in a classroom environment, it's probably way more than that. Um, so is that fair? Like they like, really enjoy that personal, hyper personal connection. They do, um, and I think um, there are several positives. One is they don't feel overwhelmed, especially for an undergrad student who's just going into this field. When they come to orientation, and we have a pretty intense orientation, you could you could see that they're feeling very anxious in the beginning, and I get it. But we're telling them, you're not, you don't have to manage everybody. You have a group leader who's a professional who's going to supervise and doesn't have a kid assigned to them. And they're going to help you as you manage this child. So it really gives them the time where they could just focus on one kid without being anxious and overwhelmed. But what we do is the kids stay in um, the same group for the two-week session. But the second week, we rotate the kids and the staff within the group. And we do that because we want the kids to learn to socialize with more than just one person. Because you know, in the real world, we're not going to always be with the same person. And we need to be able to transition without causing a lot of challenging you know, behavior. Um, but also for the staff person, the person who's learning. They might work with a child who's using a wheelchair the first week, but then the second week might have a child who's very independent. So it does give them that experience. And again, with that supervision on top of, you know, at all times, they have that supervision. One of our biggest compliments at the end of the year, staff always says, I never felt alone. I always felt supported. Um, but I do want to say the counselors and the group leaders, the nurses, the supervisory staff are all paid. The only ones that are not paid are the buddies, 14 to 17. So the undergrad student is getting the hands-on experience, but they're also getting paid. Okay. That's great. And, you know, so the the buddy program, that's pretty much open to teenagers that would like to volunteer. 14 to 17, um, and uh, they're not um, expected to deal with behavior issues, and they're not expected to deal with bathrooming issues. They really are there just to be that positive role model. Um, and it's been fascinating over the years. Many of our buddies have then reached out to us and said, I'm going to college, and I need a letter of reference because I'm thinking of going into special ed or social work or occupational therapy. Um, we've had supervisors who started out with us um, in high school in the anchor club at Hemfield High School. Uh, and then became, you know, went up a counselor group leader. And now um, she was a, an assistant site supervisor um, and then one of our site supervisors. Very good. Very good. Well, there you heard it. So if you have a teenager that, you know, can uh, share some of their compassion, their empathy, their heart, their spirit with other kids that are not quite as capable as they are, but still have capabilities to shine a light in this world. Um, have your kid come out and spend time uh, with Aaron's Acres for sure. 
I'm, I'm positive they will grow in a way that you never imagined just by doing it. Right. And, you, and you will too, probably yeah. as a parent, because they'll come home and like yeah. share stories with you. And yeah, 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 yeah. They quickly find the similarities yeah. that they have, which is really cool. And just to put it out there, we do have tours, you know, we have um, visits to camp in the summer. So please reach out to us if you'd like to come visit us and see what we're all about. Um, love to have anyone. Okay. Very good. Ladies, thank you so much. We've thank got... You. Um, Thank you. We're going to uh, make the call for last chance to win our $25 gift card. So throw your comments in before we fire up the prize later. Um, Risa, Kate, we do something here called uh, the Connection Cocktail. So I had sent you the questions in advance. This one, especially for our charities, I'm kind of finding that some of them, some of them put you in a spot a little way. And you may also shamelessly plug your own stuff. So don't be afraid. All right. Okay. So as we get into the connection cocktail, I'll lead off on that note. This is where you can shamelessly plug away the annual event uh, that you like to go to. I usually, uh, I love going to the Logs Park Art uh, Festival in on Labor Day weekend. I love the extra give. I mean, I know it's kind of an online event, but it used to have a lot of celebrations in person downtown. And I just thought it was so cool to, you know, be down there. And we we do our own celebrations now when it's been more more virtual, but um, it's just such a cool community day to see everyone come together to support nonprofits in Lancaster. Yeah, numerous people have mentioned that as their favorite event in Lancaster. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm going to plug it for you. Your golf outing in May at Bank Creek. <laughs> when is that again? <laughs> Okay. May 16th. It's May 16th. May 16th. So that's the event to go to. All right. Right. Yeah, More details on their website. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. All right. So Kate, you can go first on this one. Really important question. Turkey Hill, Wawa, or Sheets? Um, yeah, so I'm kind of torn. I, I have to go Wawa okay. because I used to live in East Pete right close by and I would, you know, be there a lot. But now there's a new Sheets near where I live now. So I don't know, but I'll go Wawa. So, okay. Yeah. So that, that that's fair. So like you, 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 convenience is true convenience. You'll you, you maybe not have affiliation with any of, as long as they're close by, but Wawa is preferred. Okay. Risa? Turkey Hill and convenience. Um, yeah, I think it's just convenience and Lancaster. Yeah. Turkey Hill. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there, there was a fourth option on there as rudders, which I've become, <laughs> yeah, as I've been doing more traveling, I hit the rudders up in York on the way down to the airport right off oh. of 83. And yeah. uh, their egg rolls are pretty good. <laughs> Although I, I'm going to blaspheme in the name of egg roll. Because the egg roll lady around these parts is king or queen, mm-hmm. queen. I should say. Yes. Yep, yep. So um, last question. What part of Lancaster do you impart on family or friends when they come into town? Um, downtown Lidditz or Hershey. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very good. Yeah, I just had to say downtown Lancaster. I mean, Central Market, all the, the great shops and restaurants. I think downtown's just we've got a great... Uh, downtown here in Lancaster. Yeah, no question. Yep. I was ac- actually, when I was in Texas, I, people said, well, what's Lancaster like? And I said, it's actually kind of like a miniature Austin. You know, we've got a food scene, we've got a culture scene, we've got a music scene, you know, a lot of art, you know, just a lot of vibrance and it really kind of feels the same. So I would agree. So uh, ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for thank all... You the great work that you do at Aaron's Acres. We're, we're happy to have been able to shine a light on it. And uh, thank you for your time in joining us today. Really appreciate well, thank you. you. Yep. Thanks, Thanks so much. Having yep, us. You're welcome. And just as we wrap up, if you want to be a guest on our show, just go to LancasterConnects.com forward slash guest. We'll get you on, highlight what you're doing in your business. If you're a business guest, we're just going to ask that you're giving back to Lancaster through your business. And if you're a charity, we'd certainly love to highlight you. Just go to that form, LancasterConnects.com forward slash guest. We'll get you on the show. And we put that out in a bunch of different places on YouTube, Facebook, on our channels, on your channel. We will have you on and uh, give you a great highlight for what you're doing here in town. All right. That was this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.